You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome back to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God, and we're going into season three. Can you believe that? And this is our episode 75, and I'm excited for this year and this whole season, uh, just sharing the Word of God with you and just uh, being full of His goodness. And so I'm excited about that. Today, I want to share with you about going deeper. I believe everyone, a lot of people are talking about going deeper. And I think it's so, so critical in this day and age for us to to be able to position ourselves to to, to, to go deeper in God. And I'm excited about going deeper in God. I've been going deeper in God and admonishing others to go deeper in Him. And um, there's great rewards in that. So I'm just going to share uh, about going deeper. And I believe that it will be a blessing to you. I believe it will encourage you and provoke you in, in some areas. And um, I'm going to start out with that famous scripture about launching out into the deep. I mean, we all should know this, right? Luke 5, 4, where it says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And um, one translation says, now go where it is deeper. And then it talks about that drought, that great catch, that haul. Oh my goodness. And so, you know, that's what I'm wanting to do in my life to to really, um, to, to not just... Um, Every now and then go out into the deep or, you know, uh, just in certain areas where I'm, I'm, I'm launching out into the deeper things of God or a deeper relationship with God. And in other areas, I may be on shallow ground. No, I don't want that. I want all that God has for me. And I pray that you have that same desire that in every area of your life, you want to go deeper. Our apostle admonishes us and tells us there is always room for more. We can always get more in God. Why? Because there is no depletion in God. There is no end in God. And he's always pouring out to us if we will position ourselves to receive all that he has for us. So I'm excited about that. So when I think about deep, as I've been meditating on deep, um, you know, just looking up definitions, I'm wanting to look up definitions to, to, to get that, um, that plumb line. And so when you think of deep, it's extending far from the surface or area, extending far downward, extending well inward from an outer surface, not located superficially within the body. It can mean immersed, engrossed. Um, it, it can mean great depth. Okay. It can mean intensely. Um, also, I like this word limitless. Wow. Limitless or unlimited. Um, another word, measureless. Um, and I just added this to it. Always more. When you go deeper in God, there's always more. You know, in Psalms 42, 7, it says, deep calls unto deep at the noise of your water sprout. And this is simply just God's inward part, his deep parts, wanting to interact with our deep parts. Don't you want that? 
I know I want that. I want that not just every now and then, not just here and there. Like I said, not just in this place, but not necessarily in this place, but in every area of my life. I want the deep parts of God, the deep things of God, the deep uh, 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 areas of God to 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 interact and and, and with the deep parts of myself. So deep calls unto deep glory to God. And so, and I believe that in all of us, there is a part of us that cries out for more. Now, the way that we go about trying to solve that um, longing or desire for more may not get us to the answer of God, uh, uh, to the answer of being deeper in God at times. I mean, we may, you know, we may have a longing in our hearts for something and we may go after, you know, other things to try to, 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 to bring us to that place of, of, of that longing that's in our heart. But how many know that there's nothing that can satisfy the longing in our souls, but going deeper in God, um, having more of God um, and, and uh, positioning ourselves to, to want to receive more. And you know, as we reflect on going deeper, you got to take a moment to think about what's the opposite of going deeper. Okay, that's how I kind of do. And so, you know, (laughs) this phrase came to my mind, waiting in the shallow. You know, the the word admonishes uh, us to launch into the deep. But the opposite of that is of deep is shallow. And the opposite of launching into the deep is waiting in the shallow. And it's not that it's that word waiting, W-A-D-I-N-D. And what is that? It's, 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 it's when you are in shallow water and you're able to walk around, that means your feet can feel the bottom of, 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 of the water. Um, and you can move about, you're not swimming, um, but you're able to move about. And even if you go walk in, uh, a little bit more or a little deeper into the water, there's still a place that your feet still can feel the bottom of the water. And so when you get to that place that your feet can no longer feel the bottom of the water, then you're not waiting anymore. That means you really have begun to launch into the deep. Okay. That means it's up above your head. It's beyond the control of your body, which is usually your feet. Okay. Governing where you're going to go and all of that. And so when we look at waiting in the shallow, we think of the word shallow. Of course, we know it's on the surface. It's, it's, it's little or no depth. Okay. Um, it, it's, um, having little extension inward, um, and it's penetrating only the easily or quickly perceived. And so that's talking about the, the, the intellect, the intellectual part, the soulish part of us, okay? Um, it lacks the depth of knowledge um, or thought or feeling. It's one-dimensional. This is shallow, talking about shallow. It's skin deep. You only look at what you see with your natural eyes or what you can feel with your hands, okay? Um, And another word to describe shallow is superficial. Let's talk about that word superficial, okay? Superficial, concerned only with the obvious, only the obvious, presenting only an appearance without substance or significance, okay? There's no depth, okay? Um, Distracted inattentive, just everything just on the surface, unfocused, um, unabsorbed. Um, Other words would be confined, finite, limited, 
Okay, where there it comes to an end. It's limited. Another word, restricted or measured. And I put this in there. Comes to an end. That means it will come to the end of itself. When something is superficial, it will come to an end. That means it, it has no longevity. It cannot um, um, uh, move forward with a protracted period of time. And so that's all connected to waiting in the shallow or shall we say shallow living, okay? And so, you know, in this day and time, you know, God is calling us to get beyond or to go beyond shallow living, to surface things, things that are just, you know, what, you know, what we see in the natural, okay? And so I'm reminded of the scripture that apostle has been having us to focus in on as it connects to our focus for the year, which is, Living deeper in the spirit and the supernatural will manifest. How many want the supernatural to manifest? I know I do. Not just here and there again, but every single day of my life, all throughout the day. And the supernatural is not always, um, you know, a miraculous thing such as healing and, and um, you know, um, you know, things of that sort, we want that. We want signs and wonders and miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit. But how many know that the supernatural is God speaking to us each and every day, us clearly hearing his voice and following his voice? That's supernatural. Anything that's uh, outside of the natural, okay, is supernatural. So I want it all, glory to God. And so as I go deeper in him, as I live deeper Live deeper, that word living, living deeper, okay? Not just existing, not just going through the motions, not just doing, you know, the checklist and all of those things, but literally, literally living deeper in the spirit. And so, you know, we're in this world where, 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 um, things are, have pulled us off of those deep things that, belong to God. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the 14th verse, and I'm going to read from the Passion Translation because I love how it talks about it. It says, someone living on an entirely human level rejects the revelation of God's spirit. Oh my God, rejects it? Yeah, for they make no sense to him. So when there's something that don't make sense to you, you kind of shut down, right? Come on, tell the truth, right? So when it's something that's, you know, okay, either you're going to try to find out and get, you know, to a place of understanding, but if it's just a bunch of whatever to your mind, then you're going to shut it down. You're going to just, you know, back away from it or leave it alone or, or whatever. You're not going to gravitate to it. And so, but that's what happens when we're in our, when we operate constantly in our natural with our five senses and Lord, yeah, you know, we, we use the phrase we human. Yeah, we human, but guess what? We're more spirit than we are human. When we get become born again, come on, you don't become born again in your, in your flesh. You become born again in your spirit. And so that's when we connect to the fact that we are spirit, soul, and body. And even though we do things in the natural, because yes, we live in this earth, but how many know that if we are to flow and operate in the supernatural, we got to do, we got to flow spirit to spirit. Right. And so then it goes on to say, he cannot understand the revelation of the spirit because they are only discovered by the illumination of the spirit. So it is the spirit that illuminates and, and shows us and the spirit. How many know that he searches the deep things of God? The deep things, the things that are that 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 God has placed in 
this area that when you go in deeper to him, that's where you find it. I always say that God is not hiding anything from us. He's holding these deep things for us. Why? Because if you go on and read that chapter, it talks about how it is given unto us to know the mysteries, the mysteries, not just just spooky or scary things. No, mysteries are things that are unknown to man. But God says in his word, it's given unto us to know it. So how do we know it? By getting in the spirit, by being led by the spirit, by going deeper in God. And I want that. So we got to cut out the superficial things. We got to cut out, you know, just every now and then, you know, we have a connection with God. We got to cut out just, you know, reading the Bible and not really being uh, led by the spirit and not, um, you know, um, just thoughtlessly reading just because we want to say we had a quiet time because that's what Christians do. No, we don't want just quick prayers, you know, just throwing them out there because that's what Christians do. No, we don't just, that's just not what we do. That's who we are. And when something is who we are, it becomes a part of us. We are saturated. It's those words about deep. We are immersed in it. Glory to God. And that's what we want. We want those things that go beyond the surface, go beyond the obvious. We want those things that God has placed just for us, those mysteries, those deep things that he's holding for us. Glory to God. So those things, you know, as you go deeper, you realize very quickly that the intimacy with God cannot be done through just shallow living and even microwave processing. You know, so we want things so quick, you know, give me this, give me this. I, I, I need a miracle. Give me this. Give me, let me, let me, let me, you know, do this for the next five days. You, you even let me fast. And I don't want to make light of that, but we can't just think that we can do some microwave things and then God's going to say, okay, bam. No, this has to become a lifestyle in us. Uh, we got to be devoted to this thing um, and just not here and there and every now and then. And so I want to share with you some of the characteristics that I can see clearly um, that's a part of someone who lives a lifestyle of going deeper, okay? And so one of the first things is that a person that goes deeper in God, they make God their high priority. Now, not, not just high priority, but the priority. How many know that, you know, you, you, our life is, is, is not lost as far as, you know, we, we don't lose who we are and, um, you know, God doesn't overtake us and just use us like robots and, you know, um, a puppet puppets, but no, when we, when we make him a priority, our life get is hidden in him and he's able to, to bless us in so many different ways. And so our, when, when our, when God becomes our priority, that means that we recognize that he is the highest. He is the only wise and eternal God. He is the almighty. He, he, there is no one like him. I mean, there can be copycats, but how many know that a copycat, you're going to find, you're going to find out after a while, that's not really God. And so I want the only true and living God. And if he is the one that made me and created me, oh my God, that's the one that I'm going to worship. That's the one who I'm going to give my undivided attention to. That's the one who every single day I'm going to wake up and he's going to be on my mind. The one that blesses me, the one that keeps me, the one that protects me, the one that watches over me. That's the one. That's the God. Hallelujah. Which is the only wise and eternal God. That's the one. So we want to give him our priority, right? So that means that we value on a daily basis, 
our walk with God. That it's not just Sundays, not just Wednesday or midweek service or here and there. It's not just when we get in trouble. It's not just when, you know, we want something, but it's every single day that we recognize God is my priority. He's on my mind when I wake up. He's on my mind all throughout the day. He's on my mind when I go to bed. Glory to God. And then another thing that you want to do as you make God your priority, you don't want to rush your time with God, uh, your presence with God, being in his presence. You don't want to want, um, rush it, but you also don't want to squeeze it into your schedule. Um, let me tell you something. We heard the saying that if you're too busy for God, you are too busy. And let me tell you something. You are, because if you're too busy for God, it's a direct indication that there's areas in your life that you may think that's going to be okay. But let me tell you something that, and you know, when when your devotion is to other things, it's going to show. It's going to show in areas in your life, in your relationships. It's going to show, um, you know, and just the blessings that you're able to partake of. It's going to show in your countenance. It's going to show, you know, because I'm telling you, when God's not your priority, when, when he's not um, a, a part of you and flowing in your life and you are willing to allow him to do that, then your peace is jeopardized. Your joy is jeopardized. Your righteousness is jeopardized. Your well-being is jeopardized. So don't just squeeze God in your schedule. Look, you determine, God, I'm going to give you this part and then whatever else, that's what we're going to work with. You know, and so even, you know, I'm working out and working at being healthy. You know, that can't be the first thing on my mind. Yeah, I know I need to stay healthy. I need to do this, do that. But getting up in the morning and going to work out is not the first thing I'm going to do. No, I'm going to give God the first moment of my day. Well, why not? He gave me his best. What if God says, well, hold up, wait a minute. Let me see if I can squeeze you into my blessing. Let me see if I can, you know, fit you in um, in the list of all the things that that I need to do today. No, we would be some, we would be ratchet. <laughs> ratchet, you hear me? Ratchet. And we don't want that. And we know the scripture tells us in Matthew 6, 33, seek you first the kingdom of God. Don't let that be a cliche for your life, but truly let it be a, a, a um, priority in our lives to seek him first by giving him the first moment of our day. So I say to you, set some non-negotiables, set some things in your life as it pertains to making God priority in your life that is not negotiable. Your worship with God, worshiping. I'm not talking about you coming to church and you worshiping. I'm talking about your personal worship time with God, where you go into a place where you know you can worship God, where you can tell him who he is, where you can magnify him, where you can lift him up. And it's not just a song. It's out of the fruit of your lips, worshiping him and magnify him. Thank God we have tools like you know, worship music. I like to play instrumental music to to set that atmosphere, to set that tone, and that's wonderful. But I'm not going to allow that 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 music just to worship God. I was created. I'm the one that was created to worship Him. That means everything that He's given me, my voice, my my hands, my my being, my intellect, all of that is going to worship Him. And so, non-negotiable is my worship. Non-negotiable is my prayer time. And that's not only just prayer time in the mornings when I wake up in the morning, but prayer throughout the day, praying in the spirit, praying in the Holy Ghost, 
praying in English that that's non-negotiable, that I'm not going to give that up for something else. Okay. Um, reading the word, getting into the word of God, that's non-negotiable. So I don't care how busy your day may be. Even if I have to just take one scripture, even if I've had that scripture the day before and the day before that, and the day before that, if I'm, I'm still going to take his word and I'm going to hide it in my heart, I'm going to meditate on it. And the word says day and night, you want good success, right? So day and night. And then another non-negotiable is actually meditating, allowing the things of God to take up residence in my spirit, in my mind, in my heart, in my soul. So make God your priority, okay? Then another thing that I see when somebody goes deeper, um, this is a characteristic that I see. They surrender to God continuously. Not just one time, but continuously they surrender to God. And so that means, um, you know, you're going before God. And as the scripture says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And what will he do? He will exalt you in due time. And then another scripture says this, submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Wow. Look at that. Those two scriptures shows us what we need to do in order to surrender to God continuously. And that is, we're the ones that should humble ourselves. We're the ones that should submit unto God. That means you have control over how you deal with your being, humbling yourself and what you submit to. So it's saying, submit yourself and humble yourself. Those are words that are situated in such a way where it's commanding us to do that if we what? Want the results of being exalted in due time. We want promotion? Humble yourself. You you want the devil to get out of your situation, to get out of your life? You want the power to be able to resist the devil? Then what do you need to do? Submit yourself to God. So the problem is not the enemy, right? The problem is a lack of submission to God or a lack of humbling ourselves to God. So when we do that, when we actually position ourselves to humble, humble ourselves and to submit, then what happens is we begin to confront rebellion. What is rebellion? Rebellion is what we don't want to do. Um, when we know it is something that we should do, but we repel, we buffer against it, we pull away from it. Okay, that's rebellion, um, or even authority issues. Okay, when we when we when we're dealing with authority issues, when you learn how to humble yourself and submit yourself to God, then even those areas where we're dealing with authority will help us to get it in line. Because how many know when you when you surrender to God, he's going to show you how to govern your life, okay? So, so surrender to God continuously. Another characteristic is live with the heart of an overcomer. An overcomer, what's an overcomer? Come on, someone who overcomes adversity, someone who overcomes attacks from the enemy, someone who doesn't back down to when trouble comes their way. You know, we're talking about being, um, going deeper in God. You know, it can be uh, uh, symbolic of going deeper into the ocean, deeper into, uh, um, you know, things like an ocean. 
you know, and and if you compare your life to that, you know, when you deal with trouble, when you deal with, you know, all kinds of different things, when you out in the deep, you're going to have to deal with the rains, the winds, the storms. And how many know that there is no the shore is far from the shallow ground is far from the depths of where you are. And so when you're an overcomer, you got to recognize the winds may blow, the, you know, the waves may be crashing over me, but my trust and my hope is in God, right? So an overcomer doesn't have a plan B. No, the plan A is as for me in my house, as for me, I'm going to serve the Lord no matter what. Hard times may come, difficulty may come. I may be on my back. Uh, It doesn't matter. I'm going to still serve God. I'm going to still position myself to be deeper in God. I'm going to keep myself in a place where I'm loving God and I'm serving God no matter what. So there's no plan B. So if you got a plan B, throw it out the window. That means if you didn't test it, you've you've been saved for a couple of weeks or you've gone to this church and you decided you're going to live right for God and you just only been at this thing for a couple of weeks and now trouble comes. Come on, the word of God tells us we're going to have trouble in this world, but be a good cheer because what? God, through Jesus Christ, has overcome the world. So an overcomer knows because Jesus Christ is an overcomer, he's made me an overcomer. So there's no plan B, right? And so then uh, an overcomer fully gives themselves to God, to his way. The word says, I shall love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. And look, I love this, with all their strength. Come on, have you ever mustered up every fiber of strength in your body? That's what that is saying. All your strength, it goes into loving God, serving God, submitting to God. So I encourage you to do that. So, you know, so so the overcomer says, everything in, within me that is not of God or that is not like God needs to go. That's another characteristic. This is the characteristic of an overcomer, okay? Giving themselves fully to God, but also to the point where they recognize, if there's anything in me that's not like you, God, purge it out of me. That's what David did. David recognized he, he wasn't perfect. I mean, he was a great ruler. He was a man of worship, but he had sin in his life. He committed murder. He murdered. He, he committed adultery. He did things that, you know, you know, just, just were really bad, but he had a spirit and he had enough love for God to recognize this is not God. This is not, this does not please God. So he went to before God and he, he talked to God and he wanted the in his inward parts to operate in truth in spirit and in truth. And he wanted God to purge him of those things that had gotten in his heart. He said, create in me, God, a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Are you in a place where you have some things that have contaminated your heart? Yes, you're saved. Yes, you love God, but you 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 you've gotten uh, uh, overtaken with some things that has contaminated you, and the enemy wants you to think that there you 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 can't get back to God. But all I'm here to tell you is you got to recognize that what's in you, if it's not of God. Get a holy indignation to say, I'm getting rid of it. God, I surrender to you. Purge me, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Another characteristics of 
an overcomer or, or another characteristic of someone who goes deeper, okay, is someone who has a singleness of mind. That means they got their mind made up. Come on now. Do you have your mind made up as it goes, as it pertains to serving God, loving God, the things of God? Or are you like that double-minded man in James 1 that talks about that a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways? There's no stability. When you have your mind made up, that means you understand what the will of God is. That means you in the word enough to know this is his will for my life and I'm not going to veer off of it. When you have your mind made up, you are fully committed to deal with whatever comes your way. It doesn't matter. You, 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 you know, um, those who, who, who don't really fully commit when, when things come your way, when trouble comes, that means you have commitment issues. When hard times come, when things don't work out the way you felt like they should have worked out and you give in or you, you just let it go, you're passive. No, that's, that's commitment issues. And so, but when you go deeper in God, God puts a resolve in your spirit that causes you to have a made up mind that I'm going for God. I live for God. I die. God, I, I, I gave my life to you. And if I gave my life to you, that means I'm going to be fully committed. Glory to God. And lastly, what I want to share with you as far as the characteristics of someone going deeper in God, I don't know how many are going to like this, but this is they grow in relationships with others, not just in a relationship with God that's given, but you can't tell me that as you go deeper in God and, 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 and you get more saturated with his love, more saturated with his goodness, more saturated with his spirit, that you don't grow in your relationship with others. That even those relationships that are rocky or shady or whatever, that, um, that, that, that there doesn't become a, a, a place where it can be better because how many knows when you become better, it affects everything else around you. It affects how you interact with other people. It af- affects how you love other people. So it's not just, oh, I'm going deep in God. It's just me and God. Let me tell you something. That ain't, that's not God, God's will. Because if it was, how, how do you deal with the scripture where it talks about, yeah, loving him with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. But don't you know, right after that particular scripture, uh, the, the next thing he says, the second commandment is this, that you love your neighbor as you love yourself. So how do you deal with that? If God is calling you just to go deeper in him and just be with him alone. No, he put you in this earth realm because he's using us as agents for his glory to seek and to save those who are lost, to edify the body of Christ, to be an asset to the kingdom by uh, uh, presenting ourselves in such a way where we make other people better, that, that we, we, we embrace relationships with other people. So it's not just, no, you and God alone. Okay, no, but it's you and God alone. And then as you... As an extension of your relationship of you and God alone, you develop deeper relationships with other people. 
That's powerful. It is so powerful. So I want to go deeper. I want deeper relationships with my husband. I want deeper relationships with my kids. I, I want deeper relationships with those who, who, who God has called me to be in contact with. I don't want to be on the surface. I don't want to be shallow. So, so as we go deeper in God, you know, it affects every area of our lives. So it doesn't say that um, as we go on this venture of going deeper in God that you haven't been deep. No, but you can go deeper. Hallelujah. So you can go, go deeper by making God a priority, right? By surrendering continuously to God in every area of our lives. Don't just pick and choose, right? Um, and so, and then by having that heart, living that life of an overcomer, that means thinking like an overcomer, um, you know, uh, living like an overcomer, right? And then, um, Having your mind made up, that singleness of mind. You're not going to be double-minded, wishy-washy, here and there. Think, you know, in faith one day and not in faith the other. And then lastly, you growing in relationships with others. So let me tell you something. This is phenomenal to be able to position ourselves in a place where we can go deeper in God. I've been enjoying being in His presence like never before but not just in his presence, but just allowing him to just lead me and guide me by his spirit. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. It's getting better. Hallelujah. It's getting finer. Glory to God. And I'm excited. So I want to encourage you. I want to challenge you that, yeah, you may have been reading your Bible and you may have been having great quiet time and worship time, but let's go deeper. I dare you to go before the Holy Spirit and ask the Holy Spirit, where can I go deeper in God? I promise you, he'll let you know. I pray this has been a blessing to you. Just want to encourage you to like this message and also share it with somebody else because you know that it will be a blessing to somebody else. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, Find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.